In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and today I'm recording from Dusseldorf, Germany, and our guest is going to be recording from Los Angeles, California. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And welcome back to our returning listeners. And if you're new, let me tell you a little bit about what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we have talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download this series on iTunes. You can listen to us on Stitcher. In these series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from that motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly be even the key to your future success. I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Tell me what you want to hear about. I'd love to get an email from you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you are a professional business person with a passion or an expert on a business subject, reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. We have a worldwide audience. But even if you don't want to be a guest, if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. So on to what we're going to talk about today. Unfortunately, Fewer women are interested in participating in the digital sector, be it in higher education, jobs, or entrepreneurship. A recent study conducted by the European Union called Women in Digital demonstrated that only 24 out of every 1,000 female graduates had been studying in an ICT-related subject. And from those 24, only six go on to work in the digital sector, therefore widening the the gender gap in digital. The EU study also found that if more women were to enter digital jobs or the digital job market, it would create an annual 16 billion euro GBT boost for the European economy. Now, that's Europe. So what's happening in the States? Well, the trends look about the same, but they are being countered by organizations such as Women in Digital, which got kicked off in 2016 and is dedicated to accelerating the advancement and growth of women in the digital creative fields by giving women the most powerful tool in their arsenal, one another. And in the view of findings in the EU, the, the EU has now set out 
actions, they've outlined actions as part of their strategy to facilitate more women entering the digital sector. And these actions focus on challenging stereotypes, promoting digital skills and education, and advocating more women entrepreneurs. The strategy of these outlines is related to focal points and will be implemented in the course of the EU's action over the next two years. But when we talk about women in digital, the phrase is quite wide. There's a lot of jobs. The range of jobs in digital are quite wide, from app development to media and advertising sales. And among these positions, the leadership positions of women are still less than 30% at the executive management and management level. And today, we're going to speak with the woman who has worked her way up the ladder and is still working her way up the ladder in the digital sector. Faith Murphy is the Senior Director of SMB Partnerships Sales and Support at Oath, a subsidiary of Verizon, a values-led company committed to building brands people love. Faith currently is leading teams of industry experts who focus on providing advertising insights and opportunities to small and medium businesses across Oath's digital and mobile advertising platforms in the Americas. She develops and maintains relationships with early stage startups to premium partners who focus on selling locally driven products at scale to SMBs. She also leads all the sales and support efforts focused on the self-service segment, developing operational processes that go into market strategies for growth. Her previous experience includes a head of SMB partnerships at Yahoo. Faith received her BA in communication disorders from University of Connecticut and has over 15 years experience in digital advertising and is a woman leader in the digital market. Welcome to the show, Faith. Why? Hello. Thank you. <laughs> so um, let's just, digital is all around us. And um, you heard from my inf- intro, the number of women in digital, unfortunately, is declining. Um, how did you decide to make a career in digital? Uh, so it's funny because digital actually found me. Um, when I graduated college, I moved out to Los Angeles. And I, like all recent graduates, I needed a job. Um, at the time, there was this little company called GoTo, which then became Overture, which then got bought by Yahoo, who now is part of Verizon under oath. Um, and I started my career as a temp. I came out, I had my, my master's is in communication disorders. I mean, my BA was in communication disorders. Um, my minor was in linguistics. And at the time, it was during kind of the tech boom. They were looking for people that had writing degrees, basically, or any sort of language degrees where we could go and help um, push ads online. That's it. It was like the basic CPC world. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, go ahead. And, and, when you, and when you first started out, um, were, were, as a temp, were there a lot of women around in digital? Um, because we're seeing, the, you know, that was during the tech boom. Yeah. Or was it still, you know, less than 30% or less than 20%? Or what did you experience? You know, it's funny. When I started, there was a lot. Um, you know, and I think, though, but when I look back onto those days, with, like in the office in Pasadena and looking overlooking the floor, there was a lot of women. But who I sit with today, post, it's there, none of those women are with working with me today. Um, the ones that are still working with me are actually, it's probably 85% men. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting piece, though, because I think the, you know, I, I think the how how tech has evolved, especially from a woman's standpoint, is it's just it's a pretty demanding job. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where it's a fast-paced industry, we're constantly changing, um, and for that, it's just you know, it's you have to kind of go with the flow with it, and if you can't, it's one that you end up kind of of teetering out pretty quickly. Um, I, I think that's that's just a that's just part of that's just part of how this this industry continues to grow. I mean, if you think about where I mean, I just told you I started with GoTo. That's a company 18 years old. I mean, that's from 18 years ago, ago now. Um, and who that was and what that digital space and what that advertising space looks like today is night and day from when we first started doing pay-per-click advertising. And, you know, you just bid boosted. That was it. Mm-hmm. There, was no, there was no real guidelines. There was no, uh, there was no, no guidelines, no, no automation. It was just hundreds of people manually looking at ads and saying yes or no to it. Mm-hmm. And when what you just said with this change and and the flexibility and the quickness that that surrounds these kind of positions when you when you look at the positions of CEOs okay um, you know in management it's under thirty percent women you've yep. experienced the decline yourself but we you know we see Melissa Meyer or Shell uh, Sandberg okay at the top of the search and digital companies but they only make up five percent of these these CEO executives so. Why do you think that is? Is it because of what you said, or why do you think you know it's declining and and we're not seeing them, you know, these percentages go up on the top either? Yeah, I, you know, I think the first piece is it's a lot of hard work and it's really lonely at the top. Um, it's lonely at my world. I can only imagine what it looks like three, like two more levels up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, you know, I was just reading a story where I guess it was like last year, there was an article that came out in the New York times where they talked about kind of what is it taking to get women to, to the CEO level? And it's actually not a case of pipeline issue. So it's not that there aren't women that are out there that don't want to do it. It's just as they've hit that number two spot, they hit a lot more roadblocks. You know, at the end of the day, it's still, it's still a boys club. And I think that we as women just, we when we, as, as we're developing and as we're growing up, we are not, we're, we're not, taught to fight for ourselves we are we're not shown how to how to fight for ourselves and then when we get to those top of those positions we're we're kind of learning those skills and going with it and i think if you just kind of go as like a as the as the overall view is if we're not taught it we're coming out we're being assertive we're being and i don't even want to say aggressive because i let's not confuse aggression with assertiveness mm-hmm. yes. i think it's just we're being assertive we're fighting for what we have to fight for we're doing you know we're we're at the end of the day we have a passion for what our work involves we're pushing forward to that and that can be it's just it's not something that that most men have have, have encountered i mean if we mm-hmm. just go back and we said we weren't taught it Mothers don't teach it to their girls. Fathers don't teach it. And it mm-hmm. just kind of, so when you come to that top part, that's going to be your biggest piece. You've got to go and fight for the fight. I think, though, there are a lot of women that when they've hit that world, they do it really well. And they've, mm-hmm. you know, but you have to earn that respect. And that's a weird, like, I have to earn that respect. And we have to earn that respect over and over and over and over. And it's not <laughs> like once you reserve it once. <laughs> It carries yeah. with you. <laughs> uh-huh. And and let me ask you a question, because as you're earning that respect, 
Um, and we talked about assertiveness, um, which is not uh, being aggressive. Um, as you earn this respect, there's also stereotypes that go around that. Have you have you seen that? Have you faced the challenges of, oh, she's too assertive or, or stereotypes around that? You know, I'm, I'm going to say yes, because I, I think you always do. I think there's also this piece about perspective that you kind of bring back. And I have to also know that, you know, in a management position, not everybody's going to like me. And that's not about, and I, and I think that's probably a big one. Um, stereotypes, they're always going to exist. It's my job to make sure that I'm breaking down those barriers. And I and I kind of try to pre try to reprove that that's the wrong stereotype to have. Because mm-hmm. you know something, when you know me personally, I'm the sweetest person you've ever met. But when it comes to like deal negotiation and working about like, how do I grow my business? I, sometimes you just have to be a little bit of a pit bull. Like it's just, mm-hmm. I'm going to stand up, I'm going to make sure that I'm making the right strategy decisions. Um, if that, if that hurts your feelings, I'm really sorry to say that, but you can't disagree with like the logic and my preparedness that I come with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's always the big piece is that if I'm wrong, I'm also like, tell me that I'm wrong. I'll definitely have like a good conversation about it. But it's just that piece of listen to what I have to say before before you judge me. Just, you know, I think that's just in general, like that's a good life rule to have. Be good people to everybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. And when you talk about listening and listening, what I have to say, one of one of the things I hear from a lot of women I interview is is inclusion. Okay, you know, getting inclusion in that in that circle and and making sure you get your voice into the room. How, How do you do that? Oh, it's, you know, something, I'll be honest, like, it is, it's something that I, I constantly have to tell myself to make sure that I do. Um, I'm really good at saying, hey, I want to be part of this conversation. And everyone says, yes, Faith, join the conversation. But then maybe you don't have the follow-up from everybody that gets you to the table to have that voice. Um, it is, it's a, it's a skill set. It's a, it's a work in progress, but you, it's, it's just perseverance. Um, you know, I, like I said, I, there's, I've got good opinions. I've got good strategy. I have good opportunities here that I want to pass on. It really is just, you got to stand up and you got to continue to fight the good fight. And I think it's that case of sometimes we have to work a little bit harder. Um, and that's a, you know, that's the unfortunate piece here, but I think with, with where the direction of tech is going and where we're, where we're talking about inclusion and it is becoming these corporate goals, um, I, I think we're, it's as more women join the marketplace or as more of us join tech, this will, that's, that will start to change. Um, but we're far away from it right now. And do you, th- do you think these role models such as, as Cheryl and, and are, you know, help us move forward? Yeah, I think, but I think it's, it's, you know, I think it actually starts a level behind that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It starts at home when we're little girls, it starts in our education. It starts at all of like, let's, let's celebrate our wins more often. Um, and I think what you see now is there is a, we're in this huge movement right now, like between women in tech and more women, like there are multiple, there are multiple brands out there. Oath has makers, which is a feminist group. That's a feminist property that is all about how to move the female voice forward in tech in everything that we do. Um, that happens. We continue to do that. 
it's the role models will then be more celebrated. They become more, they become, they, they, they're more prevalent. Media has a play in that also. I mean, you know, I think yeah, you, you course, just, yeah. you're, you're seeing it more and more. Um, but we need to make sure that we're pushing it. You know, I have a, I have two nieces. My first thing I say is, Hey, let's have this conversation. Like, how do we, mm-hmm. how do we make sure like this little six year old knows that she's going to be a celebrated woman and that she has a lot to say and that, you know, She's not just going to have to go home and be a homemaker in, in 20 years when she's, when she's growing up. No, that that's really is where it has to start. And I have two nieces, too, and do the same thing. And, Faith, we're going to take um, a, a, a short break. And for our listeners, we're talking with Faith Murphy. She's the Senior Director of SMB Partnerships, Sales and Support at Oath, which is a subsidiary of Verizon, a values-led company committed to building brands people love. Faith is currently leading teams of industry experts who focus on providing advertising insights and opportunities to small and medium businesses across Oath's advertising platforms in America. And she is a Women in Digital, a leader in digital, and um, I've heard you speak, and I've seen you at conferences. And if you want to reach out to Faith, you can reach out to her at Yahoo Faith M, and she's also on LinkedIn. So please reach out to her. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership trainer and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And with with that, um, we've been talking about women in digital for our listeners. And when we come back, Faith, I want to go a little bit further and talk about your leadership style and 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 the, the role women play in partnerships and sales when we come back. So with that, we're going to take a small break. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Is email an important part of your business? It is for us. That's why Voice America partners with MailJet. MailJet lets us create impactful newsletters and deliver them right to the inbox fast. Microsoft, MIT, and Avis trust MailJet for their emailing, and so should you. Go to MailJet.com and use the promo code VOICEAMERICA to start emailing for free today. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're speaking with Faith Murphy, the Senior Director of SMB Partnerships, Sales and Support at Oath, a subsidiary of Verizon, a values-led company committed to building brands people love. And Faith is a executive in the digital world and um, a leading woman in digital. Woman in digital. And so before we just talked about being in digital, um, Faith, and um a little bit about what it was like as as a woman in, in that field, and I'd like to I'd like to move a little bit further on because you're you're the head of partnerships. Um, so when you deal with a lot of partners, you deal with SMBs. How is the digital transition affecting today how you deal with partners and SMBs? Yeah, you know I think the. The challenge there, especially when we start to talk about partnerships, is it's changing so quickly. Um, and for that, you know, someone that you may think is going to be a potential good prospect can change almost overnight. Um, and I think that's so. So I think one of the biggest things is with with the changes and the transformations within the marketplace is making sure that you're that you're kind of retailoring your message based on who that partner is. What are they going to bring to the table? Um, you know, I think it's, and that's just a kind of a general when you're just prospecting and talking to potential clients. Like it is, it's making sure that you're tailoring that message based on what your platform has to offer. And it syncs well with what their offering is. Like it should marry each other. They should not, they should not be competing. They should be complementing each other. And then it's, it's, and it's my job to make sure that if I'm going to go forward with my platform, that it complements what their, like what their own strategy is, what their own goals are. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think today? In in this, we have so many choices today, right? and um, I mean, so it, is there any one most important aspect that that something that you practice every time you go into the partnership? Um, is there something? different today about doing this partner. So you talk about learn, you talked about, I, um, you know, understanding if it matches, uh, is there any other thing that's different than doing business, uh, 10 years ago? (laughs) I think now, um, now more than ever, it is the customer experience. Um, in a world of on-demand everything, it is literally a piece of how do you separate yourself? You know, I, I, it's, it's so timely that you say this because I literally am giving a presentation tomorrow on brand love. Like, how do you, how do you build, how do you build that, that trust? Um, and I think that's it. It's so much based on trust now. So when you are out there and you're having those conversations, 
you I, like we all we all do the same thing. We all, but you got to, you got to go and make sure you're differentiating yourself a little bit differently. And a big piece of that is how are you going to go and interact with your, with your, with your clients, with your partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes that is, you know, and I, the one thing I always tell to my partner managers who are out there and they're finding these relationships is we are not a, we're not a, a boxed solution. We have partners that are massive tech integrations, and they require a lot of handholding. We have weekly meetings with them to talk about what's going on. And then we have some of those same large integrations, and they're kind of like, I only need to talk to you maybe once a month. Just give me the high level every month, and we'll, we'll kind of follow up there. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's just it's understanding what it kind of comes just back to that general core pieces you need to know their business and when you know your business when you know their business you're going to have a great partnership mm-hmm. that's you know i think that's the key thing there and let me let me bring gender back into that because yeah. I, i'm going to i'm going to go back like oh gosh i don't want to time myself here but 15 20 years okay um, and um, it was we never we talked more about sales rather than partnerships and yeah. i remember you know being because i started out in sales and i remember seeing that all the top sales people were women okay and oh. um, and i'm wondering you know as we're talking about partnerships do, i think that we women do these kind of negotiations, these partnerships really, really well. And I'm wondering if, you know, do you have any insight to, to that? I mean, do you see that also in some of the people you hire and yourself and, and maybe why? You know, so when I, I, I think there's one, I, I actually would say, I think both men and women, they bring different unique opportunities to, to the table when you start talking about partnerships and, and deal negotiations. Um, I, We'll have to say that when I think about the partnerships I have in place, it is primarily, it's probably 85% men that I'm working with. Mm -hmm. There's very few women at this level that I see that I'm having, that I'm having those negotiations and I'm having those tactical conversations with. Um, The thing though is that when I do have them, it is, they are probably the ones that move the fastest. Um, when I like, you know, you go out, you have a nice glass of wine, you have a quick conversation about like, hey, this is what we need to do to grow the partnership. Literally two days later, you have an email in your box that says, hey, I completed those three things we could, we talked about last night. We're ready to move forward with phase two. Mm-hmm. What did you just say? Like those are, I love that. That's, I love, that's the part that I love. Um, I think it's just, I think that part is because as women, we are just so executional like we just we just execute so fast on everything that we do it's just a it's a constant game for us um but I actually but but at the same time I think both sides are really important you know when you are talking about it you know I have my my partner management team is split 50 50 I have two men two women um Mm -hmm. And I actually really love when we kind of get together and we talk about what are we going to work on? What are we like, how are we strategizing on this, this partnership? And they all bring such unique perspectives. Um, And I think that's part of that piece is when you're hiring for people, you're looking to bring in different perspectives. So I, I feel like, you know, kind of summarize that is a little bit of both. I think women are 
just, I find them to be faster executors. Um, but it does not mean, I mean, but I also have, like I said, 85% of my partners are male focused. So clearly they are also big executors. It's just the women go faster. <laughs> and, and this is, this is the basis of diversity. This is why, why, um, when we talk about diversity and ensuring that companies are diverse, why it's so important, because we do bring different perspectives to the table. Yes. And if you have a table of all women or you have a table of all men, then you may be, or same socioeconomic background, same cultural background, then you're going to have one view, and a mixed view is much better. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. I can hear you. So when you're doing, when in these partnerships, do you think... Because it, with the shifts that you're talking about, it, it, in your own position, is this more operational? Is it more strategic? Strategical? Is it is it all about people skill? I mean, and yeah. why with di- di- digitalization? What's the, what's the most important thing, or is it kind of pieces of everything? It is absolutely pieces of everything. Um, you know, and I think it's as you go in. When you think about partnerships, when you think about relationships, there are three as- there are three aspects to all of those relationships. You kind of start off with one: what is your, what's the high level strategy? What are you looking to drive? What are you looking to to do with this partner? Well, once you figure out that piece, then you have to go break it down, and you have to go and take that. break break the strategy down into the individual components to build out the operations behind it, Um, and then you know. That conversation, you know, that conversation started at a C-level, VP level, high-level strategic. And then they said, great, we've signed off. Now you're moving down to our day-to-day executors, which obviously becomes the more operational piece. Mm-hmm. And then within all of that, it's it's managing those skill sets and it's managing those people that, that you have to work with. You know, sometimes you come across and you have those, you have those operational-focused managers and they can be sometimes really tough to deal with because they're sitting here there and they're saying, great, my C-suite just gave me a new task and now I don't have time for this. Like, what are we doing? So you have to now like manage that set of personalities and how you manage an operational personality versus a VP personality is they can be very, very different. Um, so like all the while you are just, you have to be really self-aware and understand and understand and get the cues from those people that you're talking to, because that's going to help drive both the both the tactical and the strategical parts, mm-hmm. and that's also and and this driving and this balancing of those parts um, is where a lot of leaders get challenged. And you're with Verizon, and that's quite a large company. Okay, yep. and um, large companies have a tendency to work in silos. So how how do you as a leader manage to get everybody on one page? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, the word, yeah. Um, You know, I think it's one of the things is there, the the concept of networking becomes your most important skill set you will ever have. Um, You know, we have a lot of meetings. I, I work in, while I, while I focus on North America, my self-serve segment is actually global. Um, when you work in these big companies, take this, I mean, we only became Oath a year ago. There were a lot of people I used to work with for a really long time. They left the company, didn't know who left the company. It's it's a little bit of persistence. Um, you, 
If you think you know somebody that may know it, send an email. And if you don't hear back, send another one. And if you don't think it's them, find somebody else that you think it is. And eventually, you'll be able to connect all the dots. And then once all the dots are connected, we usually will have kind of like a global meeting once a month every six weeks. We try to kind of get together and we all talk about what are our challenges? What are we working on? You know, in our case, North America drives a lot of the innovation for for our other emerging markets. So I'm constantly kind of sharing those best practices with with those other leaders who, oddly, like really great. Those two those two other marketplaces I work with, both led by women. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a great like that's a great piece. And again, I said executors. I'm working with people that constantly, like, if I don't follow up, one of them is following up and saying, hey, we're supposed to have that meeting. And I'm like, we are, let's talk. Um, So I think it's just, it's, I'm going to, I'll boil it down to it's, you got to network, you got to find out who it is and don't be afraid to send an email. Like worst case they say, oh, it's not me, but here's the person that you need to talk to instead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that's that's so execution. And we're going back to that multitasking. And but you said something I want I want to drill down a little bit. You talked about innovation. So so all this is going on. And we're trying to get everything done. And and we're great multitaskers. But at the same time, we have to innovate. We have to have forward looking type topics. So how do you and your team carve out the time to think about these things versus the everyday? execution of the business activities do you find time to think about innovation of forward topics yeah it's actually it's um so i I, i'm a big believer in managing your own calendar or else somebody else will um so i'm pretty good about blocking off days or hours that i need to that i need to step back and think however i do have i kind of have a quarterly process in place and then i have a yearly process in place so every quarter as a team you know, everyone has to kind of sit there and say, hey, this is what I did well. This is what I did. This is what I didn't do well. And especially in a partnership standpoint, why didn't we close? If we went and we talked to 15 partners, why did we only close two of those 15? And there's usually common themes that exist there. So that's kind of, so So first I put it on my people to go and say, tell me, tell me the challenges that you that you experienced this quarter. And then we set out kind of towards the end of the quarter, part of our end of quarter wrap up, uh, next quarter strategies is we talk about where where do we need to innovate? What is the next step? Where did we miss the mark? What's the new messaging? Um, and then kind of everyone sits there and they take those, you know, we everyone kind of compiles their ideas and then we segment out and we, we assign those tasks to people. And that kind of becomes part of their next quarter goals. So innovation ends up being a constant. And because of that, so does, uh, so does the process changes. Um, and then at the end of the year, we kind of have one more big one and we say, okay, this is everything we did. What does next year look like for us? So we, we're, I feel like it's a constant, you, you always got to be paying attention to it and making sure that you're, that you're evolving your business based on what's coming new to your platform. What's the new to your platform, new to your mm-hmm. business, anything like that. Yeah. And I mean, in, in this context, a constantly changing world, innovation has to be integrated or threaded through everything anyways. So yes. um, so we're, we're going to take a short break, um, Faith. And for our listeners, we're talking to Faith Murthy, the Senior Director of SMB Partnerships, Sales and Support at Oath. Oath is a subsidiary of Verizon, a values-led company committed to building brands. Faith is country lead, currently leading teams of industry experts who focus on providing advertising insights and opportunities to small 
to bus- medium businesses across oath advertising platforms in the Americas. If you want to talk to Faith, you can reach out to her on Yahoo Faith M on Twitter, or she's also on LinkedIn. And you're listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America Business. I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis. Please contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And when we come back, Faith, I want to talk a little bit about just general attributes of leaders in the digital space or and what you know, what we need from leaders in the digital space today and going forward, and then a little bit more about uh, coming back to our women in digital and some of the gender issues there. And with that, we're going to take a short break. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Is email an important part of your business? It is for us. That's why Voice America partners with MailJet. MailJet lets us create impactful newsletters and deliver them right to the inbox fast. Microsoft, MIT, and Avis trust MailJet for their emailing, and so should you. Go to MailJet.com and use the promo code VOICEAMERICA to start emailing for free today. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash VoiceAmerica or search for the keywords VoiceAmerica. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash VoiceAmerica or search for VoiceAmerica. listening to leadership beyond borders do you have a question or comment about our show please send an email to leadership at gmail.com again that's leadership at gmail.com now back to this week's program welcome back to leadership beyond borders on voice america's business channel one of the best series for learning about global leadership and business issues i'm your host kimberly lewis and today we're speaking with Faith Murphy, the Senior Director of SMB Partnerships, Sales and Support at Oath, a subsidiary of Verizon. 
And FaZe is currently leading teams of industry experts who focus on providing advertising insights and opportunities to small and medium businesses across Oath's advertising platforms. So now we've we've been talking today about women in digital, and then we talked about managing partnerships um, in the digital space. And Faith, I'd like to take this on back to kind of a, a higher leadership level. So what do you think it, the most important attributes any leader, man or woman, need to have to be successful in this rapidly changing technology-oriented environment today? Yeah. Um, I, I lead with transparency as much as possible. Um, I also lead with perspective. Those, those are my two big ones that I will always bring forward. Um, I think perspective helps you kind of sit back and say, all right, let's look at this from all angles because you got to, sometimes you have to show a little empathy, um, but you also have to look at things more strategically. And when you have that, when you step back and you have that perspective, you're really looking at it from from all sides and looking at it from the point of how do I how do I make sure I'm doing the right move for my business? Transparency. I think this is one because we are given a lot of information, um, and sometimes you have to go and take it and drill it down a little bit because I manage kind of all levels. I manage some that are career, career-oriented career individual contributors. I manage managers. And then I also manage like entry level just coming into, into the roles. Um, and being able to give them the, the clarity and boiling down those, those bigger corporate messages and bringing it down to that lowest level, I think it helps them understand the, one, the corporate messages, but two, makes it more relatable for their day-to-day jobs. Um, and I think that's a big one. It's just being able to make whatever that message is relatable to, to everybody. So communications. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Communications. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, and that's so important because if you, if you think about, you know, making it transparent and talking to people is so critical because, you know, we have missions and visions that might be on a website and then people read it, but nobody really knows what it means. And so exactly. what you're doing is you're making that transparent and giving them the perspective into that. That's what yeah, I'm hearing. Exactly. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, I read some statistics, Faith, and it says that 45% of today's leaders actually feel unprepared to do their jobs. Why do you think that is in this changing environment? Uh, well, I, th- I think there are some leaders out there that aren't supposed to be leaders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you okay, know, I'll go with that one. <laughs> so. I, you know, I think... By definition, a leader is someone that is willing to step up and figure something out. So if you feel unprepared for your role, then you need to step up and figure out why are you feeling unprepared? Um, Listen, because I think there's, you know, when I started into management lots of years ago, um, I sat there and I said, why am I become like, why are you promoting me? Clearly, I had demonstrated some skill that someone said, that's a good skill set. But I think at the end of the day, I also was just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious at the same time. Um, so I am one of those people that does not question what, like, how, how, how do I get better at that? Um, and I think that if you're if you're feeling unprepared, if you're not sure, it is on you first and foremost to figure out how are you going to get prepared. I think that comes through finding a mentor, finding 
you know, shadowing and looking to people that you that you admire as leaders and trying to emanate those qualities. Um, I've had a lot of I've had a lot of bosses and I've had a lot of mentors in my life, and I've become who I am today because I took individual skills from those individuals and I then I made them my own. Um, I'm also like you know I don't have a degree in business. My, literally, my degree is in speech pathology. We should be clear. <laughs> I was I was supposed to go and help geriatrics with Alzheimer's. That was my <laughs> career goal when I was 21 years old. Um, I never thought I would be managing a sales and support team for a global company with a billion users. Never. Um, so I, I think it's a lot. I spent a lot of time on my own you know, reading books, trying to better myself, always, like, I'm kind of, I'm the, I'm the, I'm my own best learner. Like, you know, just give me new information. I read articles. I'm always trying to take away those tips and tricks because those are the things that help when, when you do come across those scenarios, I can kind of at least say, okay, well, I don't really know how to handle this, but I have the baseline. I have the, I have the basic skill set that's going to help me work through this problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, this is one of the best t- tips I've heard because I ask this question um, to a lot of leaders. But, but you know, really, if, if you don't feel qualified, what you're just saying is find out why, okay, and work on that. And, and I think along with this statistic, Faith, another, another statistic that comes up and it's kind of part of this is that when positions come up and opportunities come up, women have a tendency to think they're underqualified and not apply for opportunities when they come. Okay. And there's some statistics that say that, that men will apply for an opportunity when they only have 50% of the qualifications or even less and women yep. won't, won't apply until they have 90. So what, how can we change that? This makes me so angry when I hear this stat. I'm like, yeah. just Stop, ladies. My goodness. You know something? The worst they can do is say no. Uh, and you know something? Rejection's yeah. really good for us. It makes us build our character. Um, I, I just, you know something? I think it's just a case of we are so much smarter and we are so much better than we need to, than, than what we give ourselves credit for. And we as women, we need to surround ourselves with, with like women. Find a tribe that's going to sit there and build you up. Um, it becomes so important as you get older. I mean, I think it's probably one of the best lessons I've learned as as I've gotten older is I have five girlfriends and they are my lifeline. They, they, they are there that I talk to when I have the most challenging moments and they are there when I have my best of moments. Um, and when it comes to this opportunity of there's a new job and you don't think you're qualified – Look at that resume. Look at your resume and look at those job qualifications. If you only meet 50% of it, figure out what you think you've done that meets the other 50%. Just come Perfect. prepared. Yeah. And you're like, we're, oh, absolutely. Just stop and just go. Do not be afraid. Literally, the worst that they can do is tell you no. Exactly. Oh, well. <laughs> and, and I like that. Look at the other 50% because that's what we do sometimes is we look at it and say, well, I really didn't do that. But we don't think about, well, what did I do that is along those lines that yeah. makes me qualified to do that? And yeah. really, yeah, put that emphasis in there. And the same thing, and I just want to ask you about this because I, here's an, you know, that's an area where I think we have to start to get a little bit more brave, okay? And just say, yes. as you said, what, what can happen? They're going to say no. 
if you know if somebody say no and we'll be better we'll know what to do better next time okay exactly um, you don't get a yes 100% of the time anyways, okay? Um, and, and what about the, let me just take that a step further because there's another area that we, we sometimes need to step up in the plate and that's about with the wage gap, okay? Um, ha, ha, do you see that? Have you had that in your experience? You know, um, and especially in technology, we see that you know, getting the courage to, to say, how much am I worth? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it exists, uh, you know, and I, one thing I always wonder, and I was just thinking about this, is just in tech, there has been so many acquisitions. Think about, I mean, just think about yeah. this Verizon one. That, so Verizon bought Yahoo, AOL. Um, those are two separate companies with also a long line of acquisitions behind it. You know, and I think that the one of the biggest things is that this isn't going to be solved for until it comes up at the corporate mandate that there's a diversity and inclusion and equality goal at the board level and at the corporate level. And when that happens, you will start to see everything will start to trickle down. But, you know, when we just think about some of these acquisitions, was it just a case of there was so many acquisitions and now that pay gap exists? Um it takes a strong leader to stand up to to, to HR or to, you know to question that. Um, I've had to do yep. it myself. It's you know I, you just have to. It's persistence. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's a movement that's in the that's in the making. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, Oath is Oath is committing to it um, as we speak. That's it's a big one. It's a hot topic. It always is. It's a hot topic in all the digital space. Um, and I think that if there's going to be like if we're going to if there's going to be a group that's going to be able to to break that barrier first, it will be tech because we are probably one of the most inclusive, one of the most integrative, one of the most diversified kind of industries out there. Um, and it's it is something that we have the we have the wherewithal to really make sure that we focus on it and we and we get it right first because if we don't get it right no one else is going to get it right, right. i mean we're the innovators <laughs> yeah yeah no exactly i mean it's one of the most the fastest new you know it's fast moving industry and uh, fast changing um, there's some examples, but I agree with you. Um, it needs the leaders to step up because so we, we're seeing in, the, in Europe, um, we do have the legislation 2020, uh, which is a uh, directive for 40% uh, gender equality on board level by the year 2020. And right. it, has, it has moved the envelope. I see it myself with a lot of the conversations I have. Um, so I think I think you're right to call in the leaders. Now um, we're getting we're getting towards the end of our our, our show, and I think you and I could talk about this forever. Okay, so um, and uh, I mean, there's so many things we can do, but I'd like to I'd like to round this up a little bit because we have different listeners, and um, some listeners are just starting out, um, starting their careers. Uh, what would you uh, and a lot of women? Listeners, what would you say to them as if you had one tip of advice for people, for women especially starting out in a digital career? What would that be? Oh, one piece. Just one piece? Okay, maybe two. Okay, okay two. two. <laughs> okay. Um, I think for, for, for young women, be curious and be confident. Um, do like question. 
I think uh, as you have managers, like as, as female managers, as female, as female leaders, it's on us to make sure that we're also ushering in the, the next round of female leaders. So I always say feedback is a gift. Make sure that you're, you're, you're asking those questions. Ask your manager, ask your leaders, how can I do it better? Um, and be prepared to listen to that answer. And then the big one there is, especially in the tech space where it's constantly changing, there is, there is opportunity in chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my two. So okay. confident and curious, opportunity and chaos. Okay, like, and for and for what about what about the, the women that are already in digital? Is it the same, or do you have an extra tip? <laughs> I have two extra tips for you. Okay, play to your strengths. As we get older, we know what we do well. We know what we do best. Play to that strength, but also follow your passion. Like it's coming. To, you know, I think that's not a lesson that I really learned until probably my late thirties. Is I know who I am, or at least I'm trying to still figure out who I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably still not there. I'm still kind of waiting to figure out what I, figure out who I'm going to be when I grow right. up. But right now, I think I know who I am. It just, you know, you be you. It's be the leader that you want to be. Um, t- and it kind of goes back to that same thing: is listen to that feedback because feedback should never should not end. The higher you get up on the corporate ladder. It's different type of feedback and how you implement it. It's you know it's it's less direct as you get farther up, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, you know, no one says to you, "You did that deal incorrectly." It's more um, that was a bad deal. I think those are great tips to end on, Faith. And for our listeners, we've been talking to Faith Murphy, the Senior Director of SMB Partnerships, Sales and Support at Oath, a subsidiary of Verizon. Faith is currently leading teams of industry experts who focus on providing advertisers and insight opportunities to small and medium businesses across Oath's mobile digital advertising platforms in the Americas. You can reach out to Faith on LinkedIn, that's Faith Murphy, and also on Twitter at Yahoo Faith M. And Faith is a great example of a executive in digital uh, for us. And so thank you so much, Faith, for sharing all your insights. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon. And thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was fabulous. It's tons of fun. (laughs) And uh, for our listeners, I'm Kimberly Lewis. Uh, We have a large range of guests on this series, Leadership Beyond Borders. So please send me an email at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Listen to this series every Tuesday at 3 p.m. specific time and also on iTunes and Stitcher. You can download us and listen to us every week. This series is brought to you by the Women's Leadership Academy 2020 and Ponytail Talk, executive coaching and training for women. We provide leadership training, systemic team coaching, and motivational speaking, and much more. Once again, reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And I'm just going to close this show today with um, reiterating the words that Faith said during the show, be brave, get out there, get feedback, get a mentor, and take the step forward. Because it's only until we do that that we're going to gain our voice in the room in digital. So thank you, and until next week. (music) 
Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.